Okay. Hey, everybody. So welcome to, uh, it's supposed to play some music and stuff. I don't know why it's doing this. Okay. So, hey, everybody, thanks so much. Uh, hold on, let me come back to, I don't know what we're doing. Hey, if you're listening right now, thank you so much for your patience. We are, uh, we are here. Uh, for some reason, I can't, uh, we can't see you, but, or you can't see us, but that's okay. We're going to get rid of this uh, over here. Uh, remove the video. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Hey, thanks so much for your patience. As Grant was saying, as I was restarting my computer again, uh, the joys of live streaming. <laughs> Absolutely. It's so, hey, everybody. It's nice to be, it's nice to be on this end. Um. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. A lot less stress. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Finally, uh, we've got some uh, people already commenting. So, hey, official intro. Would you like to live a more awesome life? <laughs> I mean, hey, who wouldn't, right? I'm hypnotist Jim Kellner, and each episode I explore tips, tricks, and strategies to help you and me to live a more awesome life. And so I invite guests like my super awesome guests that I'm having on today. And I'm going to say awesome a lot, and I'll tell you why in just a, in just a moment. <laughs> so, uh, so joining me today is really just a, a fantastic guy. He's a, uh, he's a hypnotist in the United Kingdom, comedy stage hypnotist, hypnotherapist, hypnosis trainer, um, Amazon Live guy, um, podcast producer, you name it, he's doing it. Everybody, please give it up for my British bestie, Grant Saunders. Wait, there's supposed to be, ah, oh, where'd that go now? Ah, oh, there's supposed <laughs> to be some, all right, there was supposed to be some cheering. Everybody cheered at home, right? Yeah, okay. And I, Natasha's I, I, watching. I, Thanks, I, Natasha. I heard cheering. Yeah. Okay. Natasha good. Yeah. Darren's, Darren's cheering. Hopefully, <laughs> Darren, excellent. He's going. What the hell? <laughs> you see how easy it is, folks. How easy oh, it is to get started. It's yeah. Just click a couple buttons, and uh, and there you go. Uh, I am pretty. Aside from this, uh, aside from the the hassles with this, I'm loving this new platform that I'm using. It's uh, Wave Video. It's a lot of cool features that I, I can't figure out how to work yet. I guess it worked yesterday. I don't know. Anyway, so. Hey, we're going to put all that behind us. We're going to focus on the man, the myth, the legend in both our minds, I'm sure, and Natasha's <laughs> as well. <laughs> Grant, how are you today? I'm really good. Today is a good day. It is nice and sunny here in the UK. Uh, and you know what? There's something about when the sun is out, no matter how warm it is, when the sun is out, the colours are brighter, everything feels awesome. I agree completely. It is awesome. It's and, uh, awesome. <laughs> I'm here in uh, I'm here in Seattle, and I think our weather is very similar to uh, to the United Kingdom, or at least uh, uh, England. I don't know. I get you all confused. You got all these names. I think you get some yeah. some personality disorder. The UK and the British and the anyway. But um, <laughs> yeah, I agree. You know when it's when I can see the sun, uh, it really just it just brightens me up, and I feel a lot yeah, better. yeah. all that good stuff. Yeah. So, hey, um, everybody down there, if you're in the comments there, um, hey, Becca, we just met Becca uh, last Friday, she, first time. She found me on the, my um, Friday Night Lives. So go check those out, everybody, Friday Night Lives. Uh, Becca, thanks for joining us. Natasha, of course. Darren, good to see you. We've got um, somebody new also. Oh, Luke. Luke Fisher. A lovely day in Castle Hill. Yeah, Luke Fisher is an awesome guy. And when we talk about awesome, uh, I mean, Luke, I'm not going to tell your story for you, um, but <laughs> briefly um, kind of got made redundant at the beginning of the pandemic and then followed his passion. He is now a 
FPV drone pilot. This guy, Ooh. search him out on YouTube. He flies drones through the windows of luxury vehicles. Um, Ooh, absolutely. Cool. This guy's one of the best drone pilots out there. Uh, I, I think his name is the Flying Fox, even though I nicknamed him the Flying Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> or, or the Duchess. <laughs> <laughs> Great, Luke. I'm gonna I'm gonna look up at your stuff. Hey, feel free to drop a link down below, Luke, so everybody who's watching can go uh, go look at your stuff. Love to mm. love to see your stuff. Um, you know, you um, you mentioned the start of the pandemic, and I'm gonna I'm gonna circle back around to that because uh, Grant started something um, at the start of the pandemic, which really I mean, uh, it was a really fantastic project that he started working on, and, and we're all all of us stage are so really grateful for what he's done. Um, but first of all, let me leave you hanging. I want to let everybody know what we're doing today. Of course, we are uh, we're going to be doing friend and friend or frenemy, everyone's favorite game, everyone's favorite game show. A little bit later, I'm hoping, I'm praying. We're still friends, but we don't know. Um, we're also going to find out um, Grant's top three tips for living a more awesome life. Awesome. And we're also going to I'm also going to borrow a couple of things from his show. He's got a few shows, but the show I'm talking about right now is called. Funny Bits with Grant. Is that the name? Right. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Funny Bits with Grant. Go check those out. They're on YouTube. Maybe Natasha could post a link down. I didn't even think about it, but maybe if, if Natasha's got a second, she could post a link down to, to those episodes. It is on YouTube, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The episodes. I tried to find them on Facebook, but I only found a few. Um, I didn't think to... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's weird how the different platforms have the kind of the different, like for me, Facebook is short form. It's it's today, yeah. tomorrow, this week. YouTube is next month, next year, the years after that. Um, so yeah, everything everything makes its way over to YouTube eventually. And you then know, it YouTube, Yeah, exactly. It does. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, if you're creating content, you really got to get it over on like YouTube and stuff because, yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, people are, I mean, I was, and I was, I was on a mission to find, you know, funny bits and I had trouble. I can only find a few. So if somebody's just casually looking, they're not going to find these kind of things. So you really do have to, that's why we're broadcasting all over the place right now. You'll definitely find it on YouTube. Grant, Tell us your story. You know, you've you've interviewed a lot of, of stage hypnotists, but but we want to know Grant's story. Can you tell us your your origin story, your 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 hero's journey? Um, as in for, for the live streaming journey, uh, or no, the from the your, very beginning, your life from the very beginning, day one, you popped out of the womb and you were awesome. <laughs> or <laughs> <laughs> exactly how it came out. Oh, I need I need a good sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's weird. Uh, I mean, I, I was a cesarean, and I was always I was always told by my mother at the time that yeah, I always had to make a grand entrance and had to be dramatic. Um, and so, yeah, it's, I mean, it was a weird one for me because I uh, I was exposed to hypnosis from a very early age. Swore I'd never go into the therapy side of things because it just you know you know what therapists are like. There's all kind of oh, yeah. you know dream catchers and and whale mating music and that stuff and i wanted to go crystals, away from that. don't forget the crystal crystal oh i love a crystal love a crystal um, there's a great i, I will go off on a, a, a thing there's a great meme that i shared the other day and it was jeremy clarkson who was a uk tv presenter and he did a great video and it says me when the date that i take out gets out her crystals and starts talking about like moonshine and he just jumped out of his car and but no so so as a young male uh kind of finding right. my way and finding out where I was kind of like that whole as you do as a teenager that whole masculinity thing I turned my back on all the woo woo stuff and I wanted to be a businessman um, and then it kind of life took a bit of a strange turn uh, my, my father passed uh, and life went from being very good 
uh, and a kind of an affluent beginning to very good pre-teen teenage years were really difficult um left home at a very early age i think i left home at 14 uh, wow. ended up kind of oh yeah, uh, yeah very much i mean i don't talk a lot about my past past but yeah ended up homeless you know self-medicating all sorts of things that you do but then within that process kind of found my way back to the hypnosis and how the power of the mind can influence things um, and then went on to set a few goals ended up um, using the techniques that i'd learned about hypnosis in order to better myself and in order to be more successful in business uh, ended up with two nightclubs um, and here's the weird thing when you when you were young and you set a goal and you spend all your time working towards that goal something weird happens when you reach the goal and for me i wanted to i wanted to have a nightclub by the time i was 30 uh, i hit it before that age and the problem i had is i had no more goals um, and that that leaves you in a really dark place uh, and ended up self-medicating um and all Sorts of things going back to the hypnosis again to help with that, um, and then since that moment forward, it's just been, it's been everything morning, noon, and night, uh, living, breathing hypnosis. Uh, I absolutely love how everything that we think or feel is just a perception. You know, whether whether we, I always say, I'm always two events from either the most amazing, awesome life ever, or an absolutely tremendous mental breakdown, um, and it's just those thoughts and how you see that. And, you know, you can look at your life and go, oh, woe is me. All of these things have happened in my past, my childhood trauma. Um, mm. Or you can use that as a motivator in order to go, do you know what? If I can forge through those fires and that steel, then I can achieve anything. Um, and then I've been very lucky um, by working very hard for a long time um to, to do what i do uh, and i think i mean you're, you're the same you know we're grafters we've been there we've done the work we've put in the hours and hours and repetition uh, and then people look and go oh you've been lucky that's why you're successful and it's like no right. I've, I've worked incredibly hard to be where i yeah. am so yeah, yeah that's the that's the shortened abridged version <laughs> <laughs> the short the version version. I love that, man. For, almost at 14. We gotta we gotta dive into more of that. Can you mm. tell us more for those the, everyone that listening that, that maybe they're maybe they're having a rough day or a rough life? Tell us what you mean by those two thoughts away. I think weirdly, and I think the easiest way to describe it is that like sometimes for me, like soundtracks, songs that I play in the car. Mm. I can be I can be abs just finished a show, come off stage. Stand innovation happens all the time. Get in the car, start to drive home. Song comes on the radio, and mood has changed completely. And it can mm. take me down that rabbit hole. And I think that's the same anywhere we are in life. Those two thoughts can take us for how am I going to cope under all of this pressure? Or this is amazing. And I think it's those two thoughts about being, you know, is it going to drag me down? Am I going to start that spiral down into a dark place of self-pity? Or am I going to use that process to think better, think clearly, and how I can use this obstacle as a challenge to leverage me forward? But yeah, I think a lot of us are, especially performers, you know, we do live our life close to the edge. And for me, it's a great place mm -hmm. to, to be. Um, but when you are close to the edge, sometimes it can be, it, you know, it can be a roller coaster. So yeah, two thoughts away from uh, 
you know, awesomeness or craziness. Right, right, right. Um, so let me address this real quick. So when I first, so when I first, so Grant and I had been uh, Facebook friends for a long time, and then we we finally met at the uh, HypnoBiz New York in yep. person. Hit it off right away. Yeah, went and had burgers and all that good stuff. And one of the first things he said, well, I don't remember how it came up, but all of a sudden he just goes, yeah, one of the things that, that's weird about America is everybody's saying awesome all the time. Awesome. And awesome. Awesome. I was like, awesome. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're not going to like me, buddy. <laughs> it's so annoying that it's become part of my vocabulary now, and I blame you for that, Jim. But yeah, it's, it, I also think as, as Americans, you're more... You're more open to the idea of therapy. You know, in the UK, we're, we're getting around to it a little bit. Um, but in America, mm -hmm. it's – I do think Americans do have more confidence. that They are more self-aware sometimes, whereas Brits, we have that stiff upper lip. We are martyrs. We will soldier mm -hmm. through. Um, and so – and again, it's a very negative thing that English people do especially is – is we don't want to put our head above the parapet. We don't want to go, look at me, look how amazing I am, ah. uh, because we're seen as that being a negative thing, whereas in reality, it's a positive thing. Do you want to hear an interesting story about it? Mm, yeah. Um, it's the story, the story of Icarus, you know, who flow too close oh, yeah. to the sun. Uh, have, do, have you heard the story of this? The, the, I have the story to tell, goes, tell everybody. Yeah. I'm going I'm to post the I'm gonna post the name in case people want to look it up. It's a... Yeah, the story goes, or the story that we're told about Icarus is uh, Icarus and his father uh, were, were, were trapped uh, and his father made him some wings and stuck them together with wax so that they could fly away from there. And the story that we're told is he was told not to fly too close to the sun because if you fly too high, the sun will melt the wax and the feathers will fall off and you'll crash and die. And that's what happened. Um, he, he didn't listen to his father. He decided to fly too high, too close to the sun, uh, and he died. The reality yeah. is that story was actually changed in the, I think it was the 1800s. The reality hmm. is the story was is Icarus's father told him not to fly too low to actually aim higher because the mist and the salt from the sea would dissolve the wax and he would die. But it was changed. Really? really exactly. That's what I'm saying. It was changed yeah. because it was deemed better to teach poor people and the working oh. class not to aim too high <laughs> right. because it was done to control people to keep them flying low because it's safer. And we're, we're, a lot of us are brought up that way. Don't, don't, don't see your head above the parapet. Don't look at me. Don't try and be special. Just get your head down and graft. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's a, it's, it's interesting because when you realise, and for me, for years, I always stepped back. I didn't want to be centre of attention. But as long as you do it with authenticity and to try and deliver value, then it's one of the biggest keys to success in an awesome life. To kind of go, this is me you know what's and all this is me step forward and live in your true authentic amazing place fly to that sun truly i mean uh that is that is such a fantastic nope okay still no applause okay sorry um <laughs> story of my life <laughs> <laughs> I can always hear it like this. He didn't even know there was no applause. He was like, "Yeah, I, didn't even know it. yeah, I just I always hear applause wherever I go." <laughs> you know what's funny, Grant? Because I, and I'm sure you've had this too. Um, you know, people will come up to me and they will say, 
oh, I could never do that because, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I could never put myself out there in front of people. And I've had people go, oh, you must have been the class clown. You know, you must. And I wasn't. I, I personally, I was not. I was I was terrible. I didn't want anybody to see me. I was trying yeah. to hide. And I was kind of taught from a young age to not show off and, and you know, to, you know, know your place and all these kind of things. And like you said, I mean, you're not it's that's not going to benefit you in the world and it's not going to benefit anybody else. Really? No. It's that whole, um, and, it, and this is gonna this is gonna make me sound terrible. Um, I once had a job for two weeks, um, and I'm quite fortunate that you know it was, you know, I'd, I'd come out of the club. Those and, yeah, I know. I come out of the club, and I didn't want any responsibility. I didn't want to. I don't want to be self-employed anymore. I was going to mm -hmm. have a job, yeah. uh, and the first ten days of those two weeks was training. And it was all about being a small cog in a big machine. You may only be a small cog, but you make a big difference. And at the end of it, I've gone, all you're doing is programming me to say this job is insignificant. You'll feel no value from it whatsoever. Uh, so I think on day 14, I just walked out. Yeah. And, you know, it's, um, you know, because I've, I've had that feeling, too. And I think probably, you know, it's funny because I have um, I have this young man. I think of him often. He's 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 like he's just 17 and he's. He's, he's got all these dreams and ideas, trying to build apps and websites and all this stuff. And he's like, oh, do you ever feel like giving up? And I go, are you kidding me? All the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it gets less over time. But in the beginning, especially, I remember, I mean, and I would even take jobs. I'd go, okay, I, you know, I need to just go take a job for a while. Like you said, you work for a few weeks and you start going, God, all I'm doing really is I'm, I'm, I'm building someone else's business. What I could be spending this time building my own business. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So yeah. You want to say something? And it's it's that it's that and it sounds terrible. There's nothing there's nothing wrong with jobs. If you're that type of person nothing. you want to have a job, that there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. But it's like jobs are how much money can I give you to not live your authentic life? You exactly. know, what, what brings you joy? You know, what I mean right. the pandemic taught me that I used to have, you know, I used to have more money. Um, I used to have a ridiculous yes. lifestyle, but I was just I was filling a I was filling a hole inside myself with material things. Don't I still like material things and there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that or paid money particularly want in order to make us feel good about this terrible job. But ideally, you know, spend less, have less of these commitments, you know, less stuff on finance and actually do what you enjoy, do what you love. At the end of the day, you know, this isn't a dress rehearsal. There is no, there is no whatever you believe in, but there is no next time. There's no next life. Your life is this moment right now. And, you know, now, how amazing would it be to actually wake up in the morning full of energy and passion to do what you enjoy? I, I agree completely. Let's uh, give a shout out to Jason, to Jeff. And uh, hey, if you guys, um, if, you, if anybody has any questions, be sure and post them down below. Um, you know, I, I couldn't agree more. And I, I tell you, so um, you talked about something interesting. And I, you know, I, I mean, we're both kind of about empowering people to do what they want to do with their life. And I, I'm sure you feel the same way. If you are happy at a job and that's that's what you like, please do it. I, I'm not, I'm not saying anything different, but there are some people out there and you know who you are. You feel something in you. You're just not mm. going to, you're never going to be satisfied there. You're never, it's never going to do that thing for you. Um, and it doesn't mean you have to, to launch. I have a, I have a great story. I got a, I got an email from, or a, a comment on a Facebook post one time about, you know, living your dream. And I had a friend, he loved being a chef. He was like, man, I love being a chef. It is my favorite thing. I, I you know, I want to, that's oh, what I want to do with my life. Yeah. And, uh, 
I've just got to oh, keep feeding. You keep gackling away. <laughs> All right. Joys of live again. <laughs> we'll edit that out. Joys of live, yeah. <laughs> and so, um, you know, he, and he told me, he goes, he goes, but I couldn't, I, he goes, but the hours were terrible. I didn't make that much money. He goes, I sell insurance now because um, it allows me to work eight to five. I spend more time with my family. I have more money, more security, all these things. So if that's your trade-off, that's fine. Um, and it sucks that that is a trade-off. But if that's if that's what you have to do, that's fine. But there are some people out there. You know, who you are. You really have to. Um, um, uh oh, let's get rid of this grant. Um, shoot, remove guest. All right, can you hear me? Yeah, I All can right. hear you. Can you hear me? Okay. Ah, I see Icarus. you. Get Icarus chopping into our internet. <laughs> so yeah, if. If to live a better life, um, you know, you you do need to work a regular job. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you're one of those people that has something within you and, you know, again, you know, you are, you got to live that dream. Or you're just going to you're going to get to the old age and you're going to go, God, I wish I would have. And at least if you're out there doing what what Grant or I are doing, at least, you know, you get to the end and you go, hey, at least I tried. Yeah, there you go. And that you know what? That's it. It's It's not about. It's not about achieving that absolute goal, goal, because I think Matthew McConaughey does a whole thing of, you know, my mentor is me in 10 years time. Oh, you know, yeah. when, that, when that goal that. evolves with you, you know, you're never, you're never going to reach it. I'm never going to be the perfect right. version of Grant, but I'm always going to be working on it. And it's an evolution every, every day, every week, every month, that's a work in progress. But it's about not delaying those things that bring you joy. It's not going, do you know what? I'll wait until I'm 50 before I retire and then I can do the things that I enjoy. I'm going to wait until yeah. I get the promotion at work and then I can do these things. It's about, you know, doing something every day that brings you joy, doing something every day that scares you a little bit, doing something every day that makes you a better person to the world around you. You know, and I love what you said there, too, because, you know, one of the things that I both love and hate about the kind of work that we do, whether it's speaking or doing a comedy hypnosis show, and I don't know how you feel about this, but oftentimes, you know, I'm driving to a show going, God, I hope they cancel. You know, <laughs> I, I don't want to, you know, <laughs> I, I, I'm like, oh, why am I doing this to myself? Is there going to be enough people there? Is everyone going to be a great subject? Am, am yeah. I going to be funny? And I'm going, why? I don't have to put myself through this. Why are you doing this? You could go get a job. You don't have to do this. But the reward is so magnificent afterwards that yes. you kind of forget that. Yes. And it's, and that's the thing. It's doing something that scares you. I mean, we both know we've, we've had good shows, bad shows, all of these things. And I think especially in the work that we're in, the personal development world, there's a big movement of everything is sunshine and rainbows and wonderful. Right. And the reality is, is, is life isn't like that. Life, life gives you obstacles and challenges in order to, Build those reps and build that muscle. You don't build muscle by lifting light weights. You build muscle by lifting heavy weights. Life gives you heavy weights to lift, to make you a stronger person, to make you a better person, to help you grow. So when we do that whole everything's wonderful, just think positive, just think everything's wonderful, you've got to sometimes embrace those challenges, embrace that darkness. But also you've got to know and listen to your intuition. I had a, how bizarre is this, uh, going down to London on Friday, uh, I actually had an inquiry for a show that went, hi, guys, uh, I, I've just, I'm coming over from Switzerland. Um, we've got big money for this corporate thing. Will you come and do the show whilst you're in London? And I'm like, that's amazing. Uh, did a bit more inquiry. It's eight guys, 
from Switzerland here on a stag weekend want a one hour hypnosis experience. And I've gone, I'm busy, uh, but I'll give you the number of somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, I've, had, I've, rang up, of those. I've rang up a good friend of mine. Hopefully, he's not watching this. And I've gone, uh, <clears throat> Mr. Hypnotist, uh, I've got a fantastic job for you in London. Corporate, they've got loads of money. Uh, and it's just an afternoon gig where you take it. He's gone, absolutely. I went, brilliant. Here's his number. I don't want any commission. It's nothing to do with me. It's yours. Because I know... Whatever the money is, it's not worth my mental health to go through the challenge of eight people on a stag party. I've had that same experience. You're like, you know, because because you've got you've done it before. You know, like I remember I did a birthday party one time for um from a for a group of, of folks, and like half of them they were from a different country, and and over half of them didn't speak English and they hadn't seen each other in a long time. Yeah. So they wouldn't shut the hell up. I mean, and I kept telling him, I was like, hey, you know, if you want to talk, please, could you go into another area or something? Nope, just blah, blah, blah. The host wouldn't stop him. And yeah. I was like, I'll never do this again. I don't care how much you're paying me. People add, nope, not going to do it. These are the, yep. these are the things. Do, is everybody, you know, I have a checklist. And, um, and it's, you know, here's what sucks, Grant, is the woman actually gave me a bad review because I couldn't control the audience. And I'm like, I can't piss off your guests, right? What am I supposed to do? Go up and smack them? Yeah. And that's, and that's it. We are, especially as stage hypnotists, as entertainment hypnotists. I mean, don't worry, I love, I love doing the mindset stuff. You know, I'm starting yeah. moving more into that a little bit now, just because yeah. there is no responsibility to make people laugh. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. In the pandemic, I want to be a faith healer because then I can just be like healed. Uh, and then, you know, it's, it's not my fault Then it's Jesus's yeah. fault. <laughs> um, <Right>. So, <laughs> so there is that thing of, you know, they say uh, being a stand-up comedian is the loneliest job in the world. But the reality is, is as a stage hypnotist, not only do you have to be funny, we have to have the audience on side to want to take part in the show as well. So it does teach us a lot of transferable skills that are not just on stage, that, that transfer into our day-to-day -day life as well, where we are having to use our communication skills, our energy to kind of bring people on side for stuff. But yeah, it's, it's weird. In the hypnosis world, a lot of people look at stage hypnotists or comedy hypnotists as almost on that kind of lower rung of the craft. Whereas the reality is, is you know, we're at the knife edge of it. We've got to make an induction work quickly. We've got oh, to yeah. find rapport quickly. Um, in a therapy room, you can go, oh, I don't think this is working. But what I'll do is I'll not push them too much. I'll just right. go, you're feeling very relaxed. You're feeling very relaxed. Your feet exactly. are very relaxed, um, you know, and they go away kind of going, I don't know if I was hypnotized on stage. If they're not hypnotized, everybody knows. So we've got right. to, we've got to, we've got to pull out the aces every time if we can. Um, yeah. And you know, it's, um, it's so funny too, because, you know, this is one of the reasons that I teach like street hypnosis tactics, because um, I think then when you, when you're, when you're a hypnotherapist, you really don't know the power of hypnosis. You really don't. Mm. You, you see stuff and you're, you're going, eh, I don't know if that's really legit or not for a lot of them. And, and then when you do it and you see somebody's hands in there and they're looking at you blank faced and they can't pull their hands apart. Yeah. You finally, you go, Oh wow, this stuff yeah. really does work. Yeah. Uh, and it's amazing. And it's funny. Cause I just, we just had a, um, we did a meetup the other day and I was, I invited people to come out and do some street hypnosis. And one of the people in the, in the group was like, why would you use hypnosis for, for, for stuff like that on the stage and, and, you know, having fun with it and all this. And, you know, it's a serious thing. And I'm like, well, there's so many reasons. 
But there's so mm. many reasons to use it for that. You know, I mean, teaching the power of it, you know, getting the public to know about it. Hey, if it wasn't for stage hypnotists, nobody would know about hypnotherapists, okay? Because yeah. nobody's watching your boring video. <laughs> and it's, it's weird because, like, comedy has this amazing way of bypassing a lot of filters. When you look yeah. at most of the political movements over the last 20, 30 years, at the forefront of that has been stand-up comedy. Comedians have a way of standing up on platforms and stages and making political statements and making movements happen. Uh, Dave Chappelle, very political at the moment. Uh, over the, you know, There's been lots of comedians over the years that bring their stand-up comedy and their politics and help stuff move forward. Stage hypnotists kind of do the same when it comes to mindset and, and, and teaching people the importance of the images you make in your mind, the words that you say to yourself have such a massive impact on your day-to-day -day life. You know, it's probably one of the most important things. And why this is not taught in schools, no mm. idea. It's ridiculous. Well, I think maybe like, maybe like what, I mean, uh, I think we, we maybe know why. If we, if we want to get, get conspiratorial about it. <laughs> exactly. exactly. You know, you know school teach, is... Go ahead. Go uh, teaching people to think you, freely you. is not in anybody's yeah. interest, I don't think. That school is there to make you a good worker. That's what you got to yeah. show up on time. You got to finish the assignments just like everybody else. And um, it's not a bad thing if you're if you're going to go work at the cog factory. It's a great thing to uh, to learn. Hey, yeah. Brian Bay, good friend of mine out here in Seattle area. Uh, there's something uh, about making people laugh that just energizes you. It does, man. It really just wow. Yeah. I mean, after a good show, don't you just feel like a, a demigod? I mean, really, like you're just like oh. wow. It's <laughs> And again, one of the things I think that's that's great about our, our career path, and also one of the things that's also bad about it, is it is that roller coaster of emotions, the adrenaline, the uh, you know the chemicals that get released in your brain when you have a brilliant show. Um, it's just unbelievable. You know, you literally come off stage feeling like a rock star, um, yeah. and then the next night you can be on stage and it it be the complete opposite. Um, and it, right. it sends you all over the place. I've known some really great stage hypnotists that maybe two or three years into it, they go from being the world's best um, to just never wanting to go on stage again because it's, mm -hmm. it, you know, it, it just, the chemical imbalance, the way that it plays with your mind, you've got to be very careful of that. Like you said, you come off stage as a god um, and then you've got a three-hour drive home. Um, right. And so you've got to you've got to find ways of, managing your mood, managing your um, spirit, your energy uh, to keep all that in check as well, to stop that ego from taking over. Yeah. When you drive home too, you know, your spouse doesn't realize that you're a God and they just want you to take out the trash, you know? So, uh, <laughs> you're doing the hypnosis wrong. <laughs> you, you know, you've had your spouse a lot longer. You've had more time to train. <laughs> the hypnosis. You know, it's funny you talk yeah. about these good shows and bad shows because, you know, Brian Bay was there for one of my worst shows ever. And this reminds me, I've been wanting to, it wasn't, it wasn't even the worst, but it was a pretty bad one. But I knew it was going to be bad. I, I went, I mean, I, I know you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't set up those limiting beliefs, but I knew it was kind of like yeah. that stag party thing. I, I knew yeah. it was going to be awful. And I, and I, fortunately, I brought two friends with me that want to be stage hypnotists um, with me to see it. And I was like, guys, this is going to be terrible, awful. I mean, really yeah. bad. And it was even worse than I expected. Um, <laughs> uh, but the check cleared, so everything's fine. And they didn't, I didn't send them a review link, so they didn't give me a review. So <laughs> bad review. Um, which reminds me, I was going to do a, I was going to do, a, I want to do a video about my worst show ever. And I, I'll, I'll throw out a challenge to all the stage hypnotists that are watching. Do a video about your worst mm. show ever. Let people know that it's not always peaches and cream. It's not always, uh, 
Yeah. Um, I think that's one of the things that, I mean, it's one of the things we talked about on the Grant Talks Funny Bits bit. Is, I mean, we talk about those challenging shows because especially in stage hypnosis, there's all these egos. Everyone's the world's best, world's fastest, world's quickest, right. world's oh, yeah. most attractive, world's blah, blah, blah. everyone's brilliant. Uh, but right. nobody talks about nobody talks about the the problems that they have, the challenges, the weights that they've got to lift on stage. And I think that can be quite toxic because in that environment, like the personal development side of things, people feel like, oh, if I'm having these challenges, it must be me that's bad. And then rather than going into the forums and expressing their concerns and oh, I've had this bad show and it's like this, it then becomes quite insulin. They don't, they're not open to it then. Um, and so I think talking about the challenges, people can go, oh, if that person can have a bad show and they're this amazing Vegas headliner, then actually that's right. the same experience that I've had. So it helps people to be more open to kind of share that vulnerability as well, because especially as men, um, we do have this difficulty of uh, expressing our vulnerability and our emotions. And that's something I struggled with, with the pandemic, kind of talking about my darkness as such. But the reality is, is there is a strength to that. You know, there is a, a masculine energy to kind of go in, this is my vulnerability. These are my weaknesses. This is where I think I can improve. Um, so that's a hashtag he too movement. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, and I would, I would oh, you know, I would love for that to happen. I think, unfortunately, and I've seen this, you know, it's, um, and I, whether it's hypnotherapists or stage hypnotists, I think, and I remember James Sellis, he posted something about somebody kind of attacked him on stage. He's a stage hypnotist, yeah. very, he's awesome guy. S-Z-E-L-E-S, go look him up, everybody. He's fantastic, been doing it forever. Um, and he, you know, kind of posted something, you know, like, hey, this is what happened. And then uh, everybody's in there telling, giving him advice. Well, I would have done this and I would have done that. And, you know, and, it was so frustrating to watch because, you know, sometimes you just want to be heard. He didn't ask for any advice. What would you have done? Yeah. He's just, yeah. and honest. And there was this one guy who I, I swear, I, I've never heard of him before. He's nobody. And he's put this big, long list of things that he would have done. And, and I'm just like, dude, you're a tool. Okay. Yeah. You're an absolute yeah. tool. Uh, I remember, you? I remember posting uh, oh, a few years ago now, and I always tried to stay out of the, the Facebook groups because there's a lot of oh, there's yeah. a lot of armchair hypnotists and hypnotherapists that are very oh, yeah. textbook and very very knowledgeable, great keyboard warriors, great uh, argumentators. So yeah. even an English yeah. word, yeah, argumentators. Yeah. You heard that here yeah. first. I'm English. I'm saying that's fine. Um, yeah, exactly. Yes. It's yeah. The Queen's English, though. Yeah. It's the Queen's English. That's exactly what she says. Um, so, um, um, really great online at doing those things. But the reality is, is I think at the time I'd been, I'd been a stage hypnotist for about, I'd, I'd served my time. I'd been doing it a while and someone was complaining or someone was saying that their volunteers were getting headaches. Mm. And I remember they were going on about these headaches and everyone was saying it's because of this and the different type of immersion technique and the different because of this and other. And I've, I've kind of commented, I've gone, I think you'll probably find if you give your volunteers like a glass of water or a bottle of water afterwards, you might find that solving your problem because what you're getting is some overweight people, uh, as we call them in England, fatties, or in America, I think they're heavy set. Um, chubby, heavy set. Chubby, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got some heavy set people that don't do any type of cardio exercise whatsoever. And for an hour, they're on stage, mm, they're right. racing horses, they're <laughs> dancing around, they're doing all the right. They're just dehydrated. That you know, if your body is five percent dehydrated, you're gonna start to get a headache. Give them mm. some water after the show, 
fixes the problem. And then I had somebody, I'm not saying who it is, I, you know, it's quite funny now, but I had someone come in there telling me how I absolutely knew nothing about hypnosis whatsoever. And I was like, oh, <laughs> dude, just you, you, you do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, fair enough. Um, but again, it's that toxic environment of where everyone has to be the best rather than having an open forum. Yeah. You know, when I even was in, I'm in a hypnotherapy group and, and we meet once a week and, and uh, one of the, the hypnotherapists, and she's like a huge name in this industry. She teaches all over the world and she's just fantastic, a lovely person. And she wrote, she had, she had mentioned something that she had been going uh, with some, de- dealing with some depression. And it was, it was immediately all the, I remember this one guy, especially, oh, I just wanted to smack him. He's like, well, I never deal with that kind of a thing because I just do blah, blah, blah. And, and it was, there was no empathy. There was no wow, that's, you know, terrible. It was, oh, this is, this is the, like, we're the expert. And so we're going to fix you. And it was, I was so yeah. frustrating, so frustrating. And I messaged her later and said, Hey, I'm sorry that they were a bunch of tools in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's weird because and, uh, I actually went on a, a like a, a mindset coaching thing this week, a great guy in the UK that does a, um, the like mindset walk. So rather than a business coach where you sit down across the table and talk about stuff, uh, it makes you walk for three and a half hours up hills. Uh, but at the same time, wow. you talk about anything and stuff comes out. Great concept. Uh, and he talks about the importance of light workers. He says, and there's, there's two types of people that are attracted to this industry. Those that seize people's, and this is a bit woo-woo, those that see people's pain and weakness and want to heal them, and those that see people's pain and weakness and want to exploit it. And I think mm-hmm. the hypnosis industry, we, you know, we, we, unfortunately, we attract those types of people. Some people that are very woo-woo and very angelic and very easy to manipulate, and other people that do tend to prey on that type of thing. Yeah, we've talked about some of those people that we see in the in the industry that that uh, you know, not to mention any names, but some of the some of the big trainers across mention the globe. Names. Mention um, names. Right, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll tell you the names later. Okay, come come just to our one, secret just workshop. One name, just one name. Be awesome. <laughs> one name. Just one name. I won't do it. I won't do it. <laughs> just one name. You think you should mention the name? Put it in the comment section. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dropping it in the, in the in the comments right now. Yeah. Go to my landing page. You have to sign up, and then I'll tell you the name. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, sign yeah. up for a new membership course where I reveal all of the trainers who are full of crap. Oh. <laughs> it's, um, it's what sells. I think someone said was it the squeaky wheel gets the oil, and unfortunately, oh. there's a lot of people that use drama and shouting noises, and you know. This technique is the only technique that you need. Don't waste your money on that technique. And it's like, well, you know, horses yeah. for courses. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I kind of I kind of know what it means, but I don't know yeah. what it means. Yeah. Just by the way, it's it's the Queen's English, everyone. So Queen's talk, English. Let me, let me so Jason says, since COVID and not doing a show for so long, I've really enjoyed helping people in therapy. That's awesome. You know, a lot mm. of people, um, a lot of people turn to that. Uh, fortunately, you know, I was able to just kind of shift gears and I already been doing hypnotherapy online. So I was able to just kind of plug that in. Um, did you do much therapy work during the, the during COVID? The, pro- the problem I had is before that, when I moved away from therapy, and therapy is brilliant, but I, I went from a club owner. So I had this ego and I yeah. had a fear of public speaking. So the therapy stuff was okay. But as I started to do a show, I did my first show to get over my fear of public speaking. And it just, it just tickled my ego. I'm like, hang on a minute. I get paid this much for doing this. And yeah. everyone gives me an applause and tells me I'm wonderful. I'm yeah. over my fear of public speaking. <laughs> um, yeah, and exactly. then, yeah. And then you kind of like, 
oh, Mrs. Smith, um, you're, you're overweight, your husband doesn't touch you anymore, and you want to look like a model and still eat chocolate, uh, and it's this much for a session. And right. it's like, it, for me at that time, it wasn't my priority. As I've gone along over the years, I would still see the odd kind of private client, but it wasn't my focus. Uh, yeah. And as a stage performer, again, ego, I was always like, I'm a performer. I just perform stage hypnosis. I rah, rah, rah. And I thought there was something, you know, good about that. And again, the pandemic teaches you that actually, you know, you've got to, you've got to make sure as a, from a business point of view to have those multiple income streams. I never used to push back of yeah. room because for me, back of room, I was above all that. Right. I'm not going to sell from the stage and stand there and right. hawk my yeah. wares. You know, I'm the, I'm the star. Uh, the reality right. is, you know, the pandemic goes star or not, you know, what well, someone shared a meme and it was a, it was a welfare line. And at mm. the front of the thing, there was the the cashier or whatever has gone. I don't care if you're a headliner; you don't get any more money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd love to see that one. <laughs> exactly, and it, it probably hit home that it's, actually it's about. Yeah. I am a, a businessman first. You know, I've right. got to generate multiple income streams in order to help me look after me first. And that's what we've got to do. I had this conversation with someone the other day. It's not about your family first. It's not about your kids, your dogs, your cats, your partner, any of that first. It starts with you. If you're knackered from working too hard, doing a job you don't enjoy, and you're stressed and all that, you're no good to anybody. You've got to do the things that you do to generate multiple income streams to look after you. And then when your cup is full, when that cup overflows, you can give that to the people you care around you. So you've got to look after you first. And that's what the pandemic taught me. So I'll do just about anything now. <laughs> All right. Where's this, what, what's your OnlyFans account called? That's my OnlyFans, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Feet pics from Grant. <laughs> I actually oh, had someone yeah. on <laughs> yeah, he... someone on Instagram ask me about feet pics. A guy, of course. Never, It's never a female. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I, I I do get one of the things that I, uh, I I've gone through multiple transformations in my life, and I think it's important to keep doing that. Uh, yeah. And it's weird, like the grant before the pandemic is a very you know, I'm still the same, but I'm just a bit more refined now. Um, mm-hmm. I've got the beard now. Uh, I, I I had my teeth fixed during the pandemic. Um, I, I I look after myself more now. I stop eating crap mm-hmm. because. Again, I had a bit of a health scare and nothing kind of puts your health or yourself in perspective like that. Um, and again, it is about start with you uh, and put that out there. But yeah, what that seems to have attracted is on Instagram is uh, the wrong type of uh, attention. <laughs> it's, so, never yeah. some, it's never some Maxim cover model or, you know, some Playboy model or something. It's some no. some dude. That looks a lot like me, oftentimes. Like, yeah, yeah. It's not even. A, it's, not, it's, not even it's not even like a. It's not even like a young, attractive dude. It's always right. uh, exactly. Hey, wait a yeah. minute. Wait, what, what just what happened here? <laughs> <laughs> damn, I'm pretty. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely, I absolutely love that damn, I'm pretty stuff that you do, um, and the the concept behind it and everything. It is about, you know, you, you are the best version of you. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, you know, people, if you're if you're out there and I, I need to do more more work about this, it's not just a funny thing for me. It actually I started saying it on stage when I was almost 300 pounds um, and it's freaking hilarious. Right. I mean, for some middle aged bald dude that's almost 300 pounds to say, damn, I'm pretty. But after a while, I honestly started feeling it. And guys, it was weird because 
soon, like women, even that had never knew my act or anything, would start talking about how handsome I am and everything. I'm like, whoa, how'd this happen? Yeah. And uh, it, it was crazy. So, I mean, affirmations really do work. And the great thing about that one is it's funny. So it really kind of bypasses that critical faculty also. Yeah. And it's it's about confidence. I shared a thing yeah. on Instagram oh. Reels earlier. And it, it, do you know what? It's weird because I share a lot of stuff on Instagram Reels. And people sometimes message me to kind of go, oh, that means that, that what you said there, that was brilliant. You know, and other people go, Grant, are you OK? Um, here's the thing. I'll put it out there. If I share something on Instagram Reels, it just means I agree with it. It doesn't mean it's something mm. I'm going through. Um, right. so there's, a lot, there's a lot of that. But one of them, it says, you know, a lot of people mistake my arrogance, um, you know, or this, you know, they mistake my confidence for arrogance. And it's not. It's oh, yeah. that I've been through so much, you know, that I'm proud of where I am now. You know, and I, I put my stuff out there because it is, that's an affirmation for me. You know, you put it out there, you have that confidence, you have that belief in yourself. It doesn't matter about what anyone else thinks about you then. You know, and, that, and that's really right. Well, you know, and that is something, and it's hard to get. It's hard to get. I love. I, I want to say something too. I love the fact that you know the the way that I got over my fear of public speaking and 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 really talking to anyone. I was very shy myself. I was very. I couldn't even talk to girls. I had to drink too much in high school just so I could get dates. And then you're drunk and nobody wants to talk to you anyway. But um, so it, was, it didn't work. But um, uh, really, and so I know there's so many people out there that say, "Oh, I could never do that. I could never do that." Yeah, jump into the fire. You know, yeah. it, it, it hurts. It really, it's a, there's a physical pain to it, that emotional fear. But once you get through it, oh, I would never go back. I am so grateful that I took the, those first steps onto stage, really. And that, therein lies the biggest key, the biggest clue to success. The life that you want is just beyond that pain. You know, in every fairy tale that we're ever told, it's the gold is behind the dragon. The hero that goes in and slays the dragon gets the gold, gets the girl. That's where everything is. The thing that you're fearing to do right now, if you do that, the success is beyond that. And we all have stuff we know we should be doing. I have, I'm the world's worst procrastinator. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm terrible for it. Um, oh, me too. Yeah, but it's it's if we do the things that scare us, um, life just gets easier. You know what it does? And one of the things that, that let me just say real quick, um, that's a great idea, Natasha, tell people that they're drunk. And uh, had the best night ever, and yeah. uh, for some street hypnosis, that sounds fun. Um, um, so the uh, what's I going to say? The um, what were we just talking about? Shoot, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have lost my train of thought. Um, you back oh, room. I'm so afraid now that you know. So we have, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, we have gotten to a place now where we. Um, and believe me, I was bullied as a kid, and I think it's it's really important to to protect kids and and I don't want to push anybody too hard when they're they're fearful of things. But I think we've gotten to a point where it's it's just kind of okay to just go, oh, I feel anxious, so I can't do blah blah yeah. blah. Where yeah. that you'll never get what you want that way. You will never ever. It doesn't magically go away. You know, you can get some hypnotherapy that'll help you get through it, but you're gonna have to do it to get over it. You've got to put in the reps. You've got to lift the yeah. weight. You can't, you can't just, the power of positive thinking works wonders, but you've got to take action. You've got to lift the weight. Um, you've got to, you've got to see those challenges in life. And the more challenges that you face, the more challenges that you overcome, the more skills that you can, the more resources that you've got, you know, it just helps you have a, a better life. 
It does, yeah. And Brian says, you remember the drunks at the Seattle, uh, at the underground? Yes, that's exactly the show I'm talking about, at the Alibi Room. Oh, my God, they were wasted before I even showed up. That's a good question. If you're a stage hypnotist, ask if they're big drinkers. If they're big drinkers, start your show early or you're going to yeah. get, get screwed. And you're. And here's the thing, too, with a show, it doesn't matter what else happens. You're 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 the blame. You're always the blame. It doesn't oh, matter what happens. Yeah. With the venue suck, the sound system suck, whatever, you're responsible. I recently did a show for a wedding. It was one of our COVID weddings. It moved and moved and moved. Uh, and they had a fantastic lineup. They had a, a, a quite a famous drag act that was going to be performing all night during a cabaret show. Uh, they had a photo booth, a DJ, me on. Everything was amazing. So when I've got there, I'm like, when we're performing, the show weren't performing, I'm like, all right. The, the DJ booth guy has gone, you're going to struggle, mate. He says, uh, I actually work part-time as a stage hypnotist, uh, and these guys are just too drunk. And I've gone, it's, it's okay, mate. And uh, then I spoke to, <laughs> yeah, I know. And then I spoke yeah. to the organiser, and she's gone, uh, oh, I hope you're good. I'm going, how do you mean? She went, oh, well, the drag act turned up, did one song, walked off. And I'm like, oh, interesting. Oh. Uh, so I'm like, all right, we'll start the show. Uh, started the show, and it was a nightmare. Everybody was drunk. Okay. Everybody was high. Everybody was not interested in watching a stage hypnosis show. Uh, and normally at a wedding, you can kind of go, oh, it's what a wonderful wedding this is. You guys don't want to be the ones to spoil what a wonderful day it is. They did not care. They did not want to see a stage hypnosis show. Uh, and so it's times like that when you've got to kind of go, let's just call this a night. Uh, and yeah. we'll not we'll, we'll not send that review for the link. Right. Or the link exactly. for the review. We'll just we'll get in the car and we'll go. <laughs> So, yeah, but yeah. That, that, that teaches you, you you can go away from that show by going, oh, woe is me. That was terrible. Nothing builds character than having an audience not like you, but you still yeah. dig your heels in and do your job, lift your weights, do your reps. And at the end of it, come off, get in the car and have the confidence in your abilities to go, that wasn't my fault. And I don't care. I want to do a good show, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I'm not going to yeah. let a bad show get into my head. You know, bad shows, let them go, move on to the next one, get back on stage as quickly as possible. Because otherwise it Absolutely. just gets in your head. I say have someone that you can call too. You know, I have a I have from Bob Faith down in, in Arizona. And I can call him after a bad show. Bob had a bad show. Yeah. And he always always the same thing. Did he um did you live? Yes. Did you get yeah. paid? Yes. You'll wake up tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that is exactly what, doesn't matter what you do. If you're a carpenter, if you've got a small business, if you want a medium-sized business, if, whatever it is, if you're self-employed, if you're trying to run a business, when you have those bad days, those bad shows, those bad experiences with customers, to have someone that you can ring, a mentor, someone that's done what you've done, to, to unload that, uh, is what helps it's when you keep it all inside whatever it is you do in your business that's when it starts to get it goes inwards it starts to rot on the inside then you've got to get it out you've got to talk about it you do yeah and 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 again you know like we're talking about like everybody fails man it's it's okay you can fail it's okay you don't have to you don't have to broadcast it on facebook you don't have to put it on your website but you can talk to to some of the more supportive members of the stage hypnosis community and you probably know who the ones that you shouldn't talk to about it, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of supportive uh, folks out there. Yeah. It was, if you want to succeed, you just need to fail more. You do. You know? That's such Yeah. I've yeah. learned my biggest life lessons from my failures. Um, mm -hmm. and, that, and that's, that, that's, a, it's my toxic trait. Uh, I'm not afraid to just go for it. 
um, and think, do you know what? What's the worst that could happen? Oh God, you know, you know, I got to tell you, uh, I'm the same way, man. I'm, I just jump right in, and, yep. and and yeah, you know what? Sometimes it doesn't work, but yeah, I mean, I always, you know, one, and one of the things too is like I'll do too is like you know, like Richard Branson says, if somebody gives you an opportunity, you don't know how to do it, to say uh, yes and then learn how to do it. Yeah. Um, I've had so many people, I've offered them opportunities, you know. Uh, for various things. And the, oh, no, no, no. And I just, I think, ah, you know what? You're just blowing it, man. You're blowing yeah. it. Um, now, if somebody asked me to be a, you know, brain surgery, of course, I'm not going to do that, but within reason. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, how difficult could it be? <laughs> it's weird because there's a big movement at the moment. Yeah. Um, there's a big movement at the moment, and I get it. And it's all about that knowing when to say no. You know, don't people mm -hmm. please know when to say no. Right. I'm a, I agree with it on the people pleasing side of things, but I'm also a big believer in saying yes. Like, is it a new opportunity? Am I going to grow from this? Then yes, I'm going to do it. You know, it does it scare me. Yes. Am I going to yeah. do it? Yes. Am I going to learn from it? Yes. Will it, will it grow into something? It might not. It might just be nothing, but then it's a yes. One of the things from the pandemic is we talk about the live streaming thing. I never did any video before the pandemic. I'd have the odd video of show, but like this, like head to camera yeah. stuff, didn't do because I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be seen as an expert in hypnosis. I just wanted mm -hmm. to be in the trenches doing the shows. I'm not bothered about other stuff. The pandemic made me do this, you know, and yeah. in two years, you know, I live stream probably five times a week now. Um, and because of that, that's opened up opportunities that, if someone had said to me two years ago, Grant, you're going to be an influencer. I'm like, I'm not an influencer. I'm, I'm an old guy now. Um, but now, <laughs> it's not that funny. <laughs> so, someone said I was 35 the other day, and I'm like, that's exactly how old I am. <laughs> exactly. That's right. <laughs> that's exactly how old I am. How do, you've got a gift. It's amazing. <laughs> so, um, but to be doing live streams on Amazon and then get picked up by the software company that I use to live stream, and now I live stream to their audience, helping people to live stream. Um, yeah. And, you know, two years ago, I, I, I didn't even, you know, I didn't even have a camera. Um, and now yeah. <laughs> that's that. But that would have never have happened if I'd have kind of gone, oh, no, that's that's not what I do. The universe. Oh, go on. The universe what? Uh, the universe just has a way of kind of, when you open yourself up to it, the universe has a way of lining stuff up for you. Do you have do you have a little bit of time after an hour? Are you, you okay on time? Yeah, yeah, I've got all the time in okay, the world. Cool. Excellent, good because we're going to run over today. I, I, I apologize, everybody, but this is some really good stuff. Um, I try to keep it. Really, my goal is thirty minutes, but uh, there's no way we, we're we're way over that. Uh, <laughs> but sixty minutes right. is like the top end. But but we've because there's a couple of things that you mentioned. I still want to get. I still want to circle back to to funny bits. That that whole journey there. We've uh, that was really the goal of this this talk. And uh, but we've covered so much other stuff. A couple of things I wanted to just mention though. There's you know what Grant's talking about is is. There was a book, and I, I remember I, I bought this book at a garage sale or something. I never actually read it, but I love the title. It says, "Feel the fear and do it anyway." Oh, absolutely! It's not. Yeah. That, it's not. It's not that we are not afraid. Believe me, I'm afraid a lot. Like when I'm doing street hypnosis, people are like, "Oh, how are you so smooth?" Oh, if you looked inside my brain, you'd see I'm not smooth. I'm going, "Oh shit, that didn't work." Crap. Oops. I specifically don't use curse words on here, but anyway, <laughs> um, like I go, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's grand. Uh, it's the Queen's point. English. So um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm constantly going, oh, crap, that didn't work. What do I do next? You know, but there's all or on stage, you know, oh, wow, this guy just slipped out of his chair. I mean, there's all kinds of things that 
that I'm that I mean, you just have to move past it, really, guys. You really, I mean, there's just use use the skills that you have, use the hypnosis, use the NLP, but it's still going to hurt some. It really is. Yeah, it just is. Yeah, and it's Justin Trans says it brilliantly as well. It's like it's the stuff that you know sometimes dare to do the stuff that's in the comic books. You know, don't forget the stuff that forget the stuff that you've been taught. Once you once you learn how to do it, then try and be out of the box. Try and do the, you know, the wah, you know, see what happens. Yeah. And sometimes you'll surprise yourself. And I think that's the thing with like the street stuff, why it's so important is because you do stuff that you as a hypnotist go, wow, that actually worked. But beforehand, yeah. you are so scared, so nervous that it might happen. And you've got to, you know, it's about having this face here so that the audience right. or the person you're hypnotizing has no idea that you're right. going, wow, that worked. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> that for you. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, really? Um, yeah. And, and that's where, that's where my, I mean, we, we, we've joked about certain techniques that people have earned six six figures plus from certain techniques that i believe started as a joke uh, <laughs> i think I'm someone was drunk it. i think someone was drunk and went look at this and they've gone oh my god that's right. hilarious and then they've gone i could turn that into a protocol and someone right. else has gone you could make some money out of that <laughs> and they've then gone on to but here's the thing the therapeutic work that has come from that is real you know, yeah. the actual stuff from it is real, but I believe it might have started as a joke. Uh, so uh, I think yeah. it had to have. It just had to have. Yeah. <laughs> if you knew the one we're talking about, you'd know. We talked yeah. about it at HypnoBiz years ago. Yeah. Uh, I think that's how, we, that's, that's how our friendship started, actually. <laughs> exactly. And it's yeah. kind of that, that hesitation, you know, do, do I want to say something? Do I, do, do, and then finally you kind of you open that door a little bit and you're like, ah. Yes, I get yeah. spirit. <laughs> I sometimes I I, I have uh, I just sometimes I say stuff and I'm like, oh, why did you say that? I know, uh, but I can't help it sometimes. <laughs> and it's, I think it's fast. I mean, especially the the industry that we're in. There's some amazing characters um, with some such a diverse belief system as well, uh, and that's mm -hmm. what I love about the conferences. You can have a stage hypnotist and you can have a very spirit I mean, we've just we've just been through this a very spiritual person um and they can have a conversation in two different realms um yeah. which was amazing and there's something absolutely. to be learned there's something to be learned from both of them absolutely absolutely i can, I can see your face going don't don't say a name don't say a name <laughs> <laughs> we'll be barred from the industry Yes. Although I can't be barred, I did you. I don't know if anyone heard, but I've been, I've been, uh, I've been uh, presented with an award for being the stage hypnotist of the year. Yes, um, according to the global, the global hypnosis summit. Um, I was robbed. So much, I was robbed. I'm going to write them a stiff letter. <laughs> <laughs> you said stiff. Um, so yeah. <laughs> um, uh, there's so much smoke and mirrors in this industry, everybody. And, and believe me, mm. everybody, I don't, I don't think I'm the stage hypnotist of the year. But, um, but hey, if, if somebody tells you you are, use it. You are okay. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> get t-shirts uh, done. Jason, get, get plaques done. Get everything. T-shirts done. done. Exactly. They want to send me an award. I'm like, yeah. absolutely. I'll be posing with it. Um, I know all these other stage hypnotists are rolling their eyes. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> You're not my so, customer. I mean, use it. It's social. Here's the thing. It's the, it's the weird thing, and I kind of understand like the UK's number one, the world's fastest, all of this stuff. It's social proof. The it problem is, yeah. with this stuff is it's when hypnotists believe it. 
So, I mean, I say I'm the UK's number one because, you know, I'm the UK's number one. (laughs) Um, But but it's it's about about social proof. The person I'm trying to um, hypnotise with that tagline isn't another hypnotist. You know, I'm I'm all for building up other hypnotists. It's about the audience members when that is going out there. It's for the audience. It's like when we say you can't make someone do something under hypnosis that they wouldn't normally do. We say that to volunteers because we want them to go, oh, I'm going to get up on stage. You know, whether Mm -hmm. that's true or not depends on your belief system. But, you know, it's a lot of that stuff is said in order to convince volunteers to come up on stage. But then hypnotists start to believe some of that stuff. And I think that's where we get the problems. Yeah. And I mean, you know, like uh, to your point, you know, people like I love Sean Michael Andrews because he says, yeah, um, I'm the world's I'm the world's fastest hypnotist. At least I've got the domain name. That's that's really what he's talking about. You know, yeah. Um, and I and I always tell my students, you know, like I'm teaching at um, Hypno Thoughts coming up, and then the Michigan we're going to both going to be at the Michigan conference. High five! Yes. Any any conference that is in a town called Gaylord, I am right. there. <laughs> it kind of had to be, right? I mean, had to be. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> well, the red carpet for you and everything. <laughs> pink carpet, pink and purple carpet. <laughs> pink and purple. Uh, do you know course. what? It's it's weird because like Hypno Thoughts, every year it kind of. It, every year it kind of captures me and then doesn't capture me. And then it's just been like, it's been a series of stuff. And now um, I've got some contracts with some great venues where I'm doing shows every week over the summer season. So I can't get to Hypno Thoughts again this year. Um, but I really like some of the more independent conferences as well. We've both just done Heartlands, which was a yeah. great experience. Uh, got to hire a big hillbilly truck and pretend I was a redneck, right. uh, which was awesome. Hey. Um, and again, the the the, the Michigan conference um, just looks like it's going to be loads of fun. And it's one of those where you can you can do a talk and then you can talk to somebody that's just been doing a talk. Your access to the presenters and the trainers and everything around is absolutely amazing. I agree. You know, I had such a wonderful experience at Heartland and I, I love, you know, I love them all for different reasons. Yeah. Um, Heartland, it just felt everyone's more accessible. You know, like we're standing yeah. outside. Uh, I mean, we sat down and talked with the Elmans. I mean, they're, they're world yeah. famous, right? I mean, I yeah. mean, um, Larry and Cheryl Elman, who, you know, the, the lineage of the Dave Elman induction. So uh, kind of amazing. And, and it could have happened at, at Hypno Thoughts too, because they're, I mean, every presenter I've ever talked to was always cool, but you just don't have the access as much, you know, yeah. people, there's a lot more mingling at a smaller yeah. um, conference. But one of the things that I always um, I always like to tell my students is, look, I never lie in my marketing, but but I exaggerate and I use everything that I can and I get rid of anything that I that I don't want. So yeah. I'm not going to show, you know, if somebody writes me a, a, a bad review, I'm not going to highlight it. Um, <laughs> uh, you don't have to do that. But um, uh, yeah, use everything you can. You know, if you're elected to the stage hypnotist of the year, by God. Own it. <laughs> Somebody said it, then you can use it. And it's all yeah. it's all assets. You know, whenever we do a show, whenever we stand up on stage, whenever we do anything, we're doing it for either cash or for assets. So do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm either getting a fee for it or I'm getting some photos that I can use or I'm getting some video footage or a testimonial. Everything we're doing, we're getting assets that all build our portfolio of stuff that makes it easier for us to make more money as we go forward, but making money and delivering value. That's what it's about. Absolutely. Um, and you know, I got to tell you too, this is one of the things that, that is, is kind of a, an interesting idea that I had, you know, like, cause people will talk about some of the more, fa- some of the, the kind of famous folks in our business, 
um, I've, you know, people like they'll, 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 they'll be on like the, the today show and things like this, or just different um, TV shows and people are like, Oh, their, their hypnosis sucked or whatever. Um, but <laughs> you know, they're the one that's actually on TV. So, yeah. you know, the general public doesn't know that. So they don't really care what you're thinking as a hypnotist. The other thing too, is I think that actually when you become like, um, when you, you get into a position like that, where you get more notoriety, you get more, um, in the public eye you get more opportunities to perform or do whatever. So you automatically get better because you're doing it more often. Yeah. Uh, so, so don't be afraid to get your in info out there. One of the things again, coming out of the pandemic that I've learned is it's about, and again, I'm going back to the gym thing. It's only because I joined the gym last week. So like I think oh, I'm a fitness yeah. model now. In uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Goal. Yeah. <laughs> it's if you, if you, if you got bad form, if you're lifting weights badly, you know, you're not doing yourself any justice. And that's the thing with stage shows. I used to, I was so proud of being a road warrior. I'm like, I do 60,000 miles a year in my car. I'm up and down the country. I am nonstop. That's not healthy, you know, mm -hmm. and I'll, I'll take any, if I'm not working, I'll take that job. Yeah, yeah, I'll take that job. I'll take that job. Mm -hmm. Now it's like, well, why? Why would I take a yeah. job that one, yeah, they might have budget, but it's not going to be good for my ego, my mental health. It's not going to be a good quality show. It's not good form. Sometimes it's good to go, do you know what? Leave that show for someone that's yes. learning their craft because they've got to have those bad shows where it's terrible. You as an established performer don't necessarily need to do that. So, and that, that took me a long time to learn that, that doing better quality shows helps raise your show up exponentially. You know, when you start doing big theatres with lighting and production people, it changes your show and it raises it up so much more. Um, and you only learn that by doing that. Otherwise, you get stuck doing the the low ball shows for years, which I, I was always happy to do those as well. Because do you know what? Somebody at that show might be able to see me and they might book me for a big corporate gig. It's like, right. no, they won't. You know, they're not. Don't worry, I've had some great corporate gigs on the back of stuff like that. But the reality is if if they're looking to book for, Tesla for their Christmas party. They're not yeah. in the dive bar down the road. Right. Going, this guy works in a dive bar. He's going to be brilliant for yeah. our corporate do at Tesla. So, yeah, I think you've got to grow and evolve constantly. You know, I came to that. I, I finally, I talked to a headliner friend of mine, comic, and, and we talked about this, this thing because um, so like you can do a bar gig here for two or 300 bucks, um, which is probably, I don't know what it's, that's probably a lot less in England. Uh, pounds wise, <laughs> but, <maths>. uh, <laughs> right. Yes. Whatever. Um, I think 300 bucks is about 200 pounds. Yeah. So, um, and look, that's a, that's a great amount of money to get for an hour's worth of work. There's not really an hour's worth of work. There's a lot more no. into it, but anyway, but I mean, it's not, it's not bad for a day's, a day's pay. It's not terrible, but you got to think about what your time could be spent on. Could it be making your show better? Um, could it be improving your marketing? Could it be doing live streaming like grants doing now with Amazon and these different, these different platforms where you can, you can make, um, all, you get those alternative sources of income. I mean, I, I love what you said about becoming a businessman first mm. and maybe hypnotist second. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. This, and, and that's the thing. I think a lot of people want to be the world's best hypnotist. What's the slickest way that I can do an induction that's going to work every time? It doesn't matter. My success is not based on uh, skill. Um, <laughs> <it's> my, <laughs> Joey, thank God. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's loads of better hypnotists out there than me. My success is based on consistency and being persistent. 
if I've got a booker that books me once every three years, that's it, once every three years. If I've only been in the business for two years, they'll do one show. That's it. After a while, those bookers that only book every once every one or two or three years, they just build up. And then you yeah. get to a point where you're like, oh, my diary is fairly full now from these regular once every couple of year shows. And that's how you build it up. It's not about being the world's best. It's not about saying, don't book this guy, book me. It's definitely not about, and we do see a lot of this in this industry, the whole fake it till you make it. You know, th that is my absolutely biggest bugbear. Um, okay. And at the same time, I think it's, it's amazing that I have seen people in this industry you know, <laughs> I want names. I want names. I'll happily give names. No, I've seen people in the industry where, where like I have, I have a couple of venues that I do in season. I'm doing every week, um, and every week they're getting emails from other stage entities, guys that say they're my friends, contacting them trying to poach that show. And it's like, dude, like, do you not think I'm not going to know? The reason why I get that gig every week in season for the last. 10 years is because I do a good show and I make sure I am the best friend of that venue booker, you know, christenings, birthdays, any types of celebration, you want to make sure you're there to look after them. Don't steal other people's work, create your own work, put in your own legwork and don't, don't stand on stage and be an expert until you've at least become an expert. <laughs> Or at least close to an expert before you jump. Just, yeah, yeah, gotta... uh, yeah, at least have touched the shoulder of an expert. Right, exactly. Um, you know, I, I got to tell you, this is oh, it's so frustrating when you know you see these stage hypnotists and they're all fighting over the same crumbs. When you're not, when you could be opening up new new adventures, you know, new ven yeah. new venues. You yeah. know, here's the thing too. Here's the thing, like um, like I somebody like uh, email a comedy club after I'd done it and said, oh yeah, Jim sucked. He did this and this and this, and they didn't know that the comedy club owner was actually my friend and had seen yeah. the show and was like, you're full of crap, and I would never hire you because you're you're like this. But if you think about it, there's there's like a show. There's like a there's how many comedy shows are going on a night? How many music shows are going on in a night? You just open up a new venue. You don't have to yeah. fight over those same venues. Um, so many look at new opportunities don't don't yeah. don't try to steal other people's stuff that's just that's just so lame oh it's just yeah. embarrassing i'm embarrassed for you people that do that it's it's weird because like like it's all about building relationships with people like yeah i know within within a 20 mile radius of where i live here there's at least within 20 miles let's say 100 venues that have corporate events that have works conferences works parties training days all of those things I want to make sure that the event booker at that, the conference and hospitality manager has got my details because what they get approached with is they get someone that has not, you know, not been doing this job long and their boss has told them, right, you're in charge of sorting out the entertainment or whatever it is for this conference or training that we're putting on in Leeds. So they go to the venue, the hotel, and they go, right, this is how much it is for teas and coffees. This is how much it's going to be for lunch. This is what it is. Uh, on a nighttime, what are you going to do? And then it's not like they say to the hotel, on the nighttime, this is the stuff we're going to do for entertainment. A lot of the times they'll say to the conference and hospitality booker, what would you suggest? And they'll go, well, we can put you on a, a DJ if you want, or if you want, we've got this singer, this walkabout magician, we've got this. I want to make sure that my stuff is in with that. 
so they can go, oh, we've got this, we've got this, oh, we've got this hypnosis show as well. And then they go, oh, and then that's how you get a book in. That's not trying to steal work. That's not going to a comedy store. It's not going to a bar. It's just having advocates out there that are working mm. for your business. They're helping their clients. You're helping them. Yeah, and, and I love what you said too. You are helping them because now you've just saved them having to go find a hypnotist. If somebody wants a hypnotist or entertainment, you've saved them a lot of time and people love to save time. I want to say something. So Jason, yes, surprise shows are awful. Try yeah. to ever do surprise shows. Um, Natasha. Um, oh, yes, I, I didn't see that. I saw there was something about that. Um, that seems scary. Um, I didn't know that's exactly what was happening, but okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, I saw that. Some, some guy was like shot putting bowling balls down the down the thing, oh. which is uh, interesting. I, I don't know that the venue is going to be happy about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pay your stage hypnosis insurance, everybody, because you may need it. I don't know how much a bowling alley costs, the, the alley that it runs down. Um, oh, yes, a first show, worst show, best show video. Oh, I love that. Save that, yeah. uh, Natasha. Will you, will you message me that so I don't forget? That is a great challenge. I love that. Yeah. Uh, let's see what Jeff has to say. That makes us grow. Yes, indeed. Um, I want to tell you, so some of you, I don't actually, um, I don't actually uh, see some of your names. So if I don't, if I don't say, say who you are, I apologize. Um, blasting clays with shotgun to clear your head. Ah, I see, you know, I still haven't shot my shotgun. You haven't? And I bought it like. Two years ago, wow. <laughs> still sitting in my closet. Brian, if you're watching, we have to go out and do that. I'm just waiting for a bad guy to break in. I'm going to practice on him. Uh, yeah. Kidding. If I, yeah. oh, please don't. Oh, now I'm going to be in trouble. Uh, kidding. Cut this out. Um. <laughs> you, want to, you want to practice before the bad guy comes in. <laughs> I've got my rape if, whistle and pepper spray. So <laughs> if, <laughs> if you make it to the UK, which you will do at some point, uh, let me yes. take you out. Um, I have a, I always joke that between us, I'm the, I'm the gun nut. Uh, so I think I've only got, I think I've got it 14 at the moment. So I've got one, I got my shotgun ready for civil unrest people. Yeah. Um, and a great big, big bottle of pepper spray and skills, fighting skills. Um, uh, so all my, Oh, wow. Jason, I would love to hear more about that. The, uh, cause I've always found uh, most of the time, except grad night parties, surprise shows can be a little bit challenging. So, but I mean, you're a pro at this, so um, you probably have that all wrapped up on how to how to handle that kind of a thing. Um, I don't know what that was referring to. Colin, wasn't able to watch the whole show live. You'll watch the replay later. Good. You'll hear more about you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, confidence is the most attractive. You know what? That's, that's so true. You know what, guys? If you're out there, young guys especially, I got to tell you, just being confident will get you. It'll get lots of people to like you, really. Men and women will, will find you more attractive. It's and, I, and this is where I think we have a, a big issue for our young men at the moment. Not just young men, all guys at the moment now. There's been a big movement for years of kind of you know toxic masculinity. I'm a, I'm a I'm a big advocate for this now, uh, especially mm -hmm. like men's mental health is such a buzzword. But it's yeah. there's nothing wrong in men being masculine. This this came. Th do you know what this started, Jim? This started at the Heartland from a conversation we were having with somebody. Right. There's nothing wrong in men being masculine. I think some of the problems we're having in the world at the moment now is because of that mix-up of feminine and masculine energy. Boys and men are being told that they have to be feminine in their energy. 
uh, not in their ways, in their energy. There's nothing wrong in masculine energy. You know, we have lizard brains back there. We are who right. we are. Um, and when that just causes confusion for a lot of young men, a lot of guys our age struggle with this, which is why male suicide is as high as it is, because we're told that the feelings that we feel are somehow not valid. So hashtag he too. He too. Couldn't agree he more. Too. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, I mean, there's we get so many mixed messages. And as I told you a story about a mixed message that I had gotten um, about, you know, this being masculine, but not being too masculine and and all these things, you know, what I mean. Don't don't hit your spouse. Don't go start fights with people. But you can be masculine without doing that. Yes. Um, um, Grant being the one getting interviewed. Yes, I like that too. It's awesome to have him on. Uh, I feel like we should we we could do like ten or twelve um, episodes with Grant. Um, with hardcore parkour. Yes, hardcore park. You know, I haven't done any hardcore parkour in so long because I've gotten a little bit out of shape because of the the COVID and my addiction to potato chips. But um, maybe hypnosis could help. Um, Oh, I want to hear. I want to hear about that story, um, Colin. Let's see. Grant is doing grad trad shows now. Yes, yes. <laughs> and anything is possible. It's all about mindset. Grant, I want to. I want to team up with you on, on doing some stuff, man. We got to do some stuff together. Um, yeah. Unless he shows a specious amount of women's shoes, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I never notice he knows. Oh, do you know what? Yeah, yeah. I'm. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, that is weird, but no, it's it's. Do you know what it is? I like I like the nice things in life, and do you know what? It boils down to um, from the background that I have, from coming from a, a poor background, from from being from the streets, from Manchester, and all that crap. Um, as I've got older, it it makes me appreciate the finer things. You know, I like like mm. the shoes I wear on stage. My shoes are Eves and Grey, Italian leather, made in London. Mm. Um, it's, it's a trigger for me when I put those shoes on, I'm getting into my stage persona. Um, so I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of, you know, like high value brands and the perception that they kind of give. So um, Christine Louboutin shoes, um, you know, I love any type of thing like that because I think it's, it's a badge that you wear to kind of go, you know, I'm special. <laughs> You know what? I got to tell you, I mean, you really epitomize uh, style when it comes to hypnotists. I mean, I can't, I can't somebody can record that and just send me that clip. That's going to my next Grant, poster. You epitomize style. Uh, thank you very much. I'll get you a certificate and everything. You can uh, oh, display awesome. that. <laughs> really? I mean, I mean, from the, the, I mean, your branding is on top and I, you know what? And I'm, I'm still working. I bought these lights. I'm trying to do some light stuff and it just sucks. I bought the wrong ones. I'm going to look at, you got to send me your link to your, your affiliate link for whatever I, I looked on him. <laughs> never mind. That's beyond the point. I'm trying to find what, what Grant uses. Cause I mean, guys follow this guy. He's doing, he's doing it all right. He's got such a powerful brand. You look at his branding, you know, it's him. Um, really everything from the monkey to the purple to everything. Uh, and I do mean I'm actual monkey, not what you might be thinking. Yes. The monkey, right. The purple monkey. Jeff says you had a paid rehearsal um, and that, okay. So we have to move on. We have to have to talk about funny bits. Um, yes. My mentor and uploader grant. Um, I don't know what an uploader is, but okay. Both Queens English. <laughs> you offload to know you always kick your. Okay. Natasha's awesome. I did for him at the start of the pandemic. Yes. Great. And 
Uh, no, I'm not using So Matt asks about the, I'm actually using wave.video. I bought a lifetime uh, membership on AppSumo a while back. I hadn't used the uh, the streaming. I'm really digging it. Um, I paid like 50 bucks and I've got some really cool features that I'd have to pay monthly for these other ones. Um, I, I have used StreamYard before. Grant uses BeLive. I wish I, you know, here's the thing that I love about Grant too, is he's been so, you talked about consistent. I was, and we talked about this too. I was doing this stuff before Grant was. I was doing, I was doing the videos and stuff. And then it's like, he started doing them and I quit. I don't know. And now all <laughs> kinds of awesome things are happening for him. And I'm going, stupid, stupid, stupid. It's consistency. Um, yeah. Just consistency in every stream trying to get, I mean, I look at, I look at like our first stream. Um, you know, it was uh, Jason, Jason Morgan right. kind of started me off with this. I think you were my set, my first proper guest after Jason on this. Um, and it's, I look at that, I look back at those now and it's learning. It's seeing, sometimes it's looking, knowing that you shit, but knowing that you're going to get better um, and then doing that. And I've been lucky that I was consistent. And sometimes, sometimes it's hard, you know, yeah. I've, I've had a, I wrote off my my Range Rover. It took me 14 hours to get home. And I literally arrived here at the unit at 7 p.m. And I had my Sunday sessions live stream start at 7.30 p.m. I had every excuse to not go live. I had not yeah. slept in 24 hours, but still put it out there and still do it. Um, because it becomes part of the story. It becomes part of the resources. Um, and, yeah, consistency is key. Um, I got to tell you, I had the same experience this last Friday. It was everything. I had a terrible week. The car broke down. And I had to get a new car and all this BS. And Friday, I'm like, ah, I could just cancel this. And I said, no, I got to show up. I got to show up. Um, great books. Atomic Habits is like the best. Oh, I love Jordan Peterson's work. And I'm sorry if you're one of those people that's offended by Jordan um, or Joe Rogan or Elon Musk. But I tell you, they're saying things that you really need to hear. That's absolutely sorry. Yeah. And I think the people that are most resistant to it are the people that need it the most. They really are. But uh, they're people that have, they're people that they believe the message that they're telling themselves what they're saying. They're not listening to what's being communicated. If we're talking about great books, a book that I've just finished now is called Soundtracks. Um, hmm. If you're an overthinker, Soundtracks is a brilliant book. Um, highly, highly, highly recommend it. Um, love that book. Nice. Nice. Sound. Um, Somebody post the, put the, what's it called again? Sound, sound what? Soundtracks. Sound okay. Yeah. Oh my God. I can't believe we're already at almost an hour and a half. Tell me. Okay. So tell us about funny bits. Tell us about funny bits. Funny bits started off as a way of me kind of waffling <laughs> and expressing on, but it was a way of kind of reaching out to other stage hypnotists and us talking about, you know, what got us into the profession, what challenges we've faced along the way and where do we think it's going to go? Um, but I'll be honest, it started as a, it started almost as like a therapy session. Um, I, you know, I, I spoke about it quite openly. I, at the beginning of the pandemic, I had a very expensive lifestyle because I thought I was successful. The pandemic happened. All of my shows went out the window. My whole sense of identity went out the window. I went into a very dark, dark, dark place. Uh, I got a phone call from Jason Nobby Morgan um, and I thought, I'll answer it. So what? Um, and we, he just said, yeah, I know. Um, and he said, let's do a live stream and, and talk about stage hypnosis. And it was the closest I found to that feeling when you go on stage, because the joys of going live is anything can happen. Uh, and you get that kind of excitement from that. And it was great to reach out and connect with so many other 
great professionals within the industry. Um, and it was great for us all to come together and go, oh, do you know what? Yeah, I've had that experience. Those things have happened to me. Uh, and it's it's for me, it was very cathartic to kind of get some stuff out. Uh, and it seemed like it worked well for some other people to get some stuff out. And don't wrong, some people sell some training along the way, uh, but that's okay. That's that's what it's about. At the end of the day, we're all we are all business people. We're all trying to share our value. But if they can share a story at the same time as that, then you know I'm happy as long as it doesn't become a a massive giant sales pitch. Well, you know the thing too is, and like you know, um, uh, if you're going to hypnothoughts, take my marketing fearlessly class. Well, just in a nutshell, I'll tell you right away. Don't be afraid of selling something if you think it's going to help someone because you actually I really feel like if you if you can help people and you're and you're not I mean you have an obligation if you have the I'm sorry yep. my wife is calling me um um if um you know you so don't don't feel bad about selling something if you really think you can help people absolutely sell something yep. if it's if it's going to help them absolutely yep. yeah it's what's, what's the saying? People like to buy, but people don't like to be sold to. And I think if you've got something exactly. of value and you put it there and go, this is this thing, this will help you. You are doing them a disservice if you don't do that. Oh, you are. It, absolutely. It took me a long time to get that, you know, where um, I would feel a salesy and stuff. But I tell you, as soon as I switch my way of thinking, whether yeah. it's when I'm working on a hypnotherapy client or with a, on a stage show, if I, if I go, you know, I really do feel like I'm the best fit for this person or this gig. Yeah then it is my duty to do. And if you've yep. got to use NLP techniques, you've got to use, um, you know, selling techniques and, and stop calling. I mean, I know we call it a consultation call and stuff. It's a sales call. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. it, I mean, ultimately it is, you know, and if you need to learn some sales or NLP to get, to get better at, at, at moving your merchandise or whatever, do it because again, you have an obligation. You really do yeah. have an obligation. There's this, especially in the therapy communities, there's this fear of money, like money is evil, money is evil, money yeah, is bad. Exactly. You're right. It's like, yeah. no, money is a great energy that enables you to do amazing, good things for people. You know, you can do more good in the world with a billion dollars than what you can with five, $5. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I don't, have you ever read, um, have you ever read Wallace D. Waddles, um, The Science of Getting Rich? Yes, I've got it here. I've got it here. Oh. No, I've not. oh, awesome! I've got I've got Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich here. But yes, the science of getting rich is it is a great book. Yeah, and if you haven't um, if you haven't read this book, everybody, and it's actually available, you can get it for free. Even you can um, you can uh, like so there's an audio book on LibriVox. Just go check out LibriVox. You can just listen to it for free um, if you want, or probably it's on, on YouTube. One of the things I love about this book is he says, you know, we have this idea that money is evil and it's bad and it's disgusting and everything. He says, you can't live your best life without money. And I truly, absolutely believe that. Whether it's healthcare, being able to buy a gift for your family, being able to fly to a wedding that's across the country, all these things, you are you can still be happy. I'm not saying you can't be happy, but you, you will not have the kind of life that you can have if you have money. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, so. again, it's, you know, we're educating our young people wrong about all this lot. It is, you know, you've got to, it is about that energy. Money is an energy that you can exchange for some really great things. And, you know, that helped me too, is when I thought, when I think about it as energy, like when my car breaks down and I'm like, oh, that sucks for me, for the mechanic, it's a great thing. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so, I mean, the mechanic doesn't want to come to me to quit smoking. He'd rather not have to spend the money to do that. Um, you know, Tesla would rather not hire me to come and do a comedy hypnosis show for them. They'd rather save their money for something else, but we're it's all, it all is just energy and it's just flowing. Yeah. So, you know, put it out. Don't be, don't be 
sad when you put, don't be too sad and everything when you're putting it out and just be, be grateful that you have the opportunity to, to pay those bills. Grant, two, um, so two years, um, I got to tell you, one of the things that I found really interesting is I know, I know that you must have interviewed people, invited people on your show. You don't necessarily agree with, maybe you don't even like, mm-hmm. um, we want names. No. Um, <laughs> what was that? What was that like for you? I mean, you, I mean, you kind of have to rise above your ego, some of your feelings to be able to do that. Yeah. I mean, it's weird because there was, there was a couple of people that traditionally um, had quite actively gone out their way to, to stop me getting work and saying bad things about me behind my back. But you know about this stuff when people say stuff, but, on the other side, again, it's about it's about giving value. So it's like, you know, especially in the hypnosis community, there isn't there isn't like an old boys club of everybody slapping each other's back saying that's amazing. Um, for funny bits to do what it's supposed to do for me, it's about getting on the right people that have something to share. Whether they like me or not, it doesn't really matter. If they're going to deliver value to the audience, which makes me sound really nice, it's not. It's it, it is a it is about numbers. It's about getting the right people on yeah. that are going to deliver value. So ultimately they're going to hopefully come back and subscribe. Um but that was yeah on twice, a couple, by the way everybody so yeah <laughs> there was a there was a guest who I was really nervous about having on because he was a very very outspoken hypnotist um and I know he definitely said stuff uh, about me. Um, but you know what? After he came on, such a great guest, such a nice person. Um, and then you kind of go, actually, by doing that, maybe it built a bit of a bridge. Um, I'm never going to let him look after my cat, um, you know, but it built a bridge a little bit. Um, and that's mm-hmm. and that's what it's about. Don't worry, we can, we can all fight over all sorts of different techniques and who did what first and who's doing, you know, whatever at the moment. But at the end of the day, it's, for me, I, you know, like Grant Talks is my baby. Uh, and I, I do love, like, people's ability to go beyond the ego in stage hypnosis and talk about this is what went wrong for me. This is what got me into stage hypnosis. And this is where I think it's going to go forward. And it's amazing that after two years, every guest still has some like amazing golden nugget of something that you go, God, what a genius. Of course. So, yeah. I said the name of your show wrong before it's Grant talks, funny bits, good stuff. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't know that I could have talked to some of the people I don't like in the industry. Some of the ones I really don't like, um, you know, um, I told you, uh, anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, Natasha, really, that's so awesome that you're that you've um, that you've really jumped into the um, to all this cool groovy stuff. Um, all right, so I want to I want to do a couple of things. We're gonna do so. We still have a Grant on his show. Always does a golden nugget and a book, and so we're gonna get those from Grant. We're also gonna play friend or frenemy. We're still gonna play that. We've got just a few minutes left. Well, I mean, we've already gone way over. We're we're gonna be wrapping <laughs> up soon, everybody. I promise. Um, I feel like we should just have a couple of pints and and just keep going for a couple hours. Um, three tips for living a more awesome life. And of course, uh, oh, that's it. Okay. <laughs> um, so Grant, do you have a golden nugget that you'd like to share with us? And, and uh, let's make maybe about a state. Let's, if you could keep it about stage hypnosis, because we'll bring, I'll bring you back for the, uh, the, uh, the awesome tips too. Golden nugget of stage hypnosis, I would say has to be, um, 
try and be remarkable in whatever way that is, whether it be find a colour purple, a purple monkey or something like that. Try and do something so that when somebody sees you and then sees another hypnotist, they can go, oh, there was a guy here before and he had loads of purple stuff and that's that. It's so easy for us all to be put into the same box. Yeah, um, true. So just try and do something that makes you stand out. Don't matter what technique you're using, don't matter what... Do you know what I mean, have something that makes you stand out a little bit. Um, and I think that's, I think you do that, you'll always be remembered and you can be, oh, that was, that was the hypnotist that had the, the purple jacket. Um, oh yeah, yeah, I know what you mean, you know, so yeah, be, be remarkable. Something I'm working on and I'll tell you, you know, it's funny because when you do a hypnosis show and they'll say, oh, I saw a hypnotist over at the fair over there, whatever. You say, oh, do you remember who it was? No. Yeah. <laughs> so but if you're remarkable, if they could say, oh, the guy that was, uh, it was a purple monkey. There it is. Grant yeah, Saunders. Exactly. So they know who to call. Um, personally, I just have them say my, I say my name a lot during my show. So yeah. there we go. Um, I love this. So Natasha, um, I just joined Paul. I didn't know about it until just recently because I saw you comment on something, Natasha. So thank you. Um, I'm going to, I've joined the group. Um, I've not been in it yet, but I've gotten the emails. Um, it, is, it is fantastic. It's Paul's mastermind. Again, he's such a cool someone- guy really giving back into the industry as well. Love, I love Paul. Yeah. Such a cool guy. He's got a great haircut too. Yeah. Um, he copied it so, off um, right. Probably. And um, a book, what's a book that everybody should read, whether it's hypnosis or otherwise. Um, or is it hypnosis? I would say the book that I've just said then uh, about uh, soundtracks uh, for overthinkers is a great way, uh, a great book that gives you some techniques to, to get around that as well. Um, but again, uh, Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules to Life, if you are a male, mm. um, I think that's an awesome book. That Again, you know, when he talks about the lobsters, uh, I think that is uh, oh, yeah. some really great yeah, it's some really great stuff in there. So, yeah, um, Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules to Life, or Beyond Order as well, his second book. Um, but definitely, if you're an overthinker or you've got anxiety, I would definitely say Soundtracks, a great book. Yeah. Again, I just want to I just want to say again, I know that like um, Jordan Peterson gets a lot of grief, but I mean, try to separate what the media says about him and, and what and what some folks say about him. And just just taking the information. It is really good information. I read I read his book, too. Um, it's a little dense, um, so it takes a little while sometimes to get through it. But um, if, if even if you need to just go go look at the concepts, go look up the, the 12 concepts or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's really, really good stuff. And like you said, especially for young men. Really, need, or even young-ish men like Grant and I. Yeah. I'm 35. I'm 38. Um, yeah, as you all know. So, <laughs> Grant, it's time for probably the most important part of the show, and then I'm going to let you go get back to your purple work. Pineapple pizza. It's time for friend or friend of me, everybody. I want to know. I want to know, <laughs> Grant. Everybody who watches this show, everybody who knows me, knows how I feel about pineapple pizza. It is the devil's work. And it's time we find out, Grant. Are you my friend? Are you my frenemy? Do you like pineapple pizza, Grant Saunders? (laughs) Um, I'm a bit partial to a bit of pineapple, to be fair. (laughs) But I don't think I've had pineapple on pizza uh, for a very, very, very long time. I don't like the moisture that it puts onto a pizza. My pizza of choice has to be bolognese. I like a chin dribbler. Chin dribbler. Okay, that sounds bad. Anyway, <laughs> the bolognese. 
<laughs> we're good. Depending I love a chin dribbler, Jim. I don't want to make judgments. Everybody's uh, good. Oh, man, I can't get this thing to cheer. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> All right. So we're yeah, sort yeah, of a half. Actually, going back to what we just said then about being remarkable. Every, if I see anything to do with pineapple on pizza or pineapple or pizza or bacon online, you are the first person that comes to mind. Uh, and that's exactly what I mean. Be remarkable. You know, pineapple pizza is a massive thing. But when it's mentioned online, my brain goes straight to you. Marketing. I love it. You know what? And you're not the only one because I get so many people. I will get if there's a new meme out, they will post. I'll get three or four people in a day posting it to my timeline. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing that I've done good is I is is I do people people will send me bacon stuff and pineapple pizza stuff all the time. So I just have to start a brand of bacon um, and yeah. do something with pizza. But yeah, do something that's going to make people remember you. And you know, and this is what I always tell people too: is make a stand, take a stand on something. It doesn't have to be controversial or political, but take a stand. And pineapple pizza is something we can all have fun with, even though I hate yeah. those people that like it. Um, so. <laughs> Um, except present company excluded, of course. So, and I know probably if Colin's watching, he's a big pineapple pizza. Uh, yeah, he looks the salt. He looks the salt. Well, we're not here to judge. Please comment your, your, uh, are you my friend or friend of me down below? I know Natasha, I was just as, as, um, yeah, I was just as shocked as you were. Three tips for living a more awesome life. Um, to live in an awesome life, um, do no harm to others. Mm, that's a good um, one. Yeah. Be. Do you know what? Don't work too hard. There's no glory in being a martyr for working 90 hours a week. Set aside time for work, time for rest. Um, and the third one is be the show. Be awesome. Be the show. Dress up. Turn up. When you walk into a room, make sure when you leave that room, they remember who you are. Be the show. And you know what? The be the show can be in your everyday life too. You don't have to be a Absolutely. performer to be Absolutely. the show. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so when you this, walk out of a... There's something about dressing up. You know, I, I, I can tell where my mental state is by what I'm wearing. Um, if I'm really casual um, and I don't want to be noticed um, or my mood can change, just like putting on a good song, by putting on a good pair of shoes, a nice pair of jeans, a jacket and just it, you just feel differently. It changes your physiology putting on a jacket, it brings your shoulders back, you stand better, your chest is open, you know. You change your physiology, you change your psychology. Absolutely, absolutely. I remember the first time I put on a suit, and it it I mean it just I just felt like a just like a badass. I was like, mm. wow, I was like 22 or something, and I'm like, wow, it was it was amazing. Yeah. So what you wear can really make a big difference. Grant, it has been so awesome. Um, it looks like we have one viewer left, Natasha, I think. Um, <laughs> we went far longer than I thought. Yeah. Even those shepherd's crooks, like. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like a trap door and a big red button. <laughs> Might have to break this one up into three episodes and then share it that way or something. <laughs> uh, oh, we got seven over on Facebook. Fantastic. Um, we're blowing up. So, hey, everybody, uh, thank you so much for watching. Please share this, like yeah. it, love it, whatever. Grant, again, you know, go follow his stuff, Grant Saunders. Uh, go follow his uh, – he's doing live streaming on Amazon. He talks about some really cool products. 
check out funny bits. Um, what else is going on for you, Grant? What else, where else should, what else should people do? You got a book, you got a, you got an app, you got, you got anything? Um, uh, book, book and online training is my next thing. So I'm, I'm going to be doing a thing for live streaming for hypnotherapists, um, which I think is so important because there's so many people that are now live streaming, um, you know, and not doing it the best way that they could possibly do it. Um, so yeah. Uh, you know what? And I watched I watched one of those episodes, and it was great. I got I got some tips out of it right away because again, Grant is doing it right. I mean, look at this; it's amazing. Um, he's he's doing, and, and there's so many. I mean, and mine mine sucks. I'll be honest, mine sucks. But I've seen some, and I'm still seeing this kind of a thing where people are like, "Hey, I'm uh, Jim. I'm yeah, a hypnotist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to help you. Uh, what are you doing, guys? Come on, you can see your. Can't you see? I don't know. Maybe they're doing another. Anyway, um, yeah, make it look good because here's the thing. Uh, you want to show, you want to put your best foot forward. Number one, people aren't going to watch if you're boring. And yeah. number two, this is, this is the way I always think about it is you don't have to pretend anything, but you really do have to shine things up because nobody that's above your level, too far above your level is going to hire you for anything, whether it's hypnotherapy yeah. or stage show. They want people that are on the same level or at least close to it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you've got to, uh, you know, if you are a professional, you've got to kind of look professional you know, it's people's right. expectation, especially in hypnosis, expectation and belief. I want them. It's all about eyeballs. If someone's scrolling through Facebook or YouTube or Amazon Live, I want them to see my stream and go, oh, this looks yeah. good. It, he must right. be good. Um, right. And so you, you're one step closer. You've, you've overcome a massive hurdle. If you look professional, you sound professional, they're going to believe that you're professional. If you're live streaming on your iPhone in a car park, um, you know, there's a chance how they're going to go, oh, well, that's not the same as the guy we saw the other day. So, you know. Right. Yeah. All about perception, everybody. Grant, thank you so much for being on. Thanks, everybody who watched. This go, marathon. Um, go, you know, marathon. I know exactly. We could we could keep going, but but we're going to cut it off. Um, my wife bought me pho. That's what she was. She was texting me to tell me she bought me some pho. So I'm going to go eat that. Um, thank you so much, everybody. I'll see you next week. Take care. Be well. Be awesome.